Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All in one fell swoop. All right. Uh, let's get to entertainment, boys, because we got a busy hour. we got Philip Martin in to talk about movies, and I want to talk to him about Paul Simon. Okay. Hey, buddy. And, okay. okay. And then uh, we got got some birthdays, too, so let's get to it. Today's entertainment report is brought to you by Bell & Sward Gentlemen's Clothing in Conway. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram, or stop by Bell & Sward at 1016 Oak Street in Conway. Uh, so this is like a zone FU to a zone FU. Uh, and, Philip, I'm sure you heard this week about Al Pacino um, knocking up his 20-whatever-year-old oh, yeah. girlfriend. Um, and apparently they're not dating anymore. And then he found out – or not Robert De Niro, I'm sorry. Yeah, did they say Pacino? Pacino. De Niro's got one coming too. But anyway, uh, they asked De Niro about Pacino knocking up his girl. He said, well, he's a few years older than me. God bless him. <laughs> yeah, really old. He says uh, – uh, he talked to Hoda, I guess, on from NBC, and he says, um, De Niro says, when you're older, you have awareness of certain things in life, dynamics, everything, family dynamics. You can't avoid learning certain things, and then how you deal can deal with those, manage them, this and that. Yeah, you know what you guys need to manage? Uh, your reproductive system, boys. <laughs> Why don't you get yourself over to Arkansas Urology? You both need to get clipped. You guys can go in for a two-for-one. I mean, if you're old enough to be a great-grandfather, you probably should not be having another kid. Far be it for me to judge, but I'm judging. Um, Pete Davidson's catching all kinds of heck because he bought a dog from a pet store. People are freaking out online over this. Yeah. And, you know, people want him to adopt from a shelter. And I'm like, well, what about the dogs that are stuck in the cages at the pet store? Don't they want to get a, get a home, too? What's wrong with that? Well, the, idea, the idea is to discourage, you know, uh, puppy mills and people breeding, you know. But, yeah, you're, you're making a good point. Those dogs need homes, too. So. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe you could get one of each. You know, that'd be good. If you want yeah, a specific bad. kind of dog, you may not be able to find that in the shelter. It's really hard to find small dogs now. I mean, shelters and you know, but at the same time, like I said, the whole the just to get on a soapbox for a minute. A lot of this it depends on what part of the country <laughs> you're in too. But here, you know, we have a right. real problem with with stray dogs, and it would all be if if we just had better spay and uh, neuter laws and stuff like that. Right. You know, we would. Because we're supplying dogs for the rest of the country, really. We're shipping them up to Maine, you know, these rescue operations and, and stuff like that. Because we, you know, but, Shelter yeah, I don't see I don't see getting on somebody for adopting a dog, for, for getting a dog anyway. Right. You know, whatever. And the know. thing is, you know, if you're looking for a specific kind of dog, that's good for you. Me, I, I don't see breed. Just any old dog's <laughs> fine by me. I, I, I don't see breed. Yeah. Um, so, anyway. All right. Uh, Sonics of the News. They had a fight over there. This is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Two people arrested in Oklahoma for allegedly body slamming the manager of a Sonic because they were incorrectly serve a hot dog with jalapenos on top. What's wrong with that? Sounds good. <laughs> Two guys arrived with a couple other people, and they got a hot dog. with. A, they wanted a, a side of jalapeno poppers. Instead, they got a hot dog with jalapenos on it. That sounds pretty awesome to me. Um, manager, let's see here. Manager stepped in to try to quell the situation, but one of the guys exited his car and tried to enter the closed off section of the restaurant the manager tried to stop him and they dragged him outside and began beating him that seems like an excessive response to jalapeno dog but okay okay and this is my last story here before we turn it over to philip although um baskin robbins i'm giving a bunch of free plugs today it's free plug friday baskin robbins has a new cookie monster ice cream all i know is it's blue and it has uh cookies in there and, and then some cookie dough it looks pretty dang good i'm, I'm gonna be honest i don't mm. 
Yeah, it sounds. It, it looked amazing. I don't know if it's worth a crap or not, but it looked really good to me. Okay, last thing here. Philip, you'll appreciate this as a seasoned man and also a man who covers the movies for a living, in part. <laughs> Harrison Ford has recalled how he talked to the stuntmen during the latest shooting in his uh, Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Somebody told me yesterday they, they've heard bad reviews about this movie. Is that you, John Neighbors? Yeah. Shut up, John. You're ruining it for me. This has such a nostalgia for me. It's got to be decent. There was the one that sucked. Um, yeah. To be it? honest, Crystal Skull. Yeah, Crystal, Crystal School Skull didn't even suck. It was kind of like the rest of the movies, except for just not as good. Yeah, it just was dull. Well, and it had maybe because it it had uh, what's his face, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, that's it. That's right. Anyway, while filming the latest one, Ford explained to Esquire he felt the hands of multiple stuntmen helping him get off his horse after a scene, which irritated him. I thought, what the f? Like, I was being attacked by gropers. I looked down, and there's three stunt guys <laughs> making sure I didn't fall off the stirrup. <laughs> they said, we were just afraid because we thought, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And I said, leave me the blank alone. I'm an old man getting off a horse, and I want it to look like that. Point taken. Yeah. That's exactly right. Good for him. Uh, he says, I wanted an ambitious movie to be the last one. I don't mean that we didn't make ambitious movies before. They were ambitious in many different ways, but not necessarily as ambitious with the character as I wanted the last one to be. It comes out June 30th. Critics are divided according to this uh, story here. So yeah. I'm assuming you haven't seen it yet, Philip? I haven't seen it. Uh, I've heard mixed things about it. Steven Spielberg liked it. You know, he said that, you know, I thought I was the only one who could direct one of these. Oh, and I didn't know he wasn't the director, to be I, honest. I, the guy's name is it's the guy who uh, directed Walk the Line. That's the guy who's oh. directing this. And I can't think of his name. And that's because I do terrible prep. I just, I, you know. But, uh. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. James um, Mack. Before we do birth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mangold. Mangold, yeah, yeah. Copland, too, he did that. Good job, Wes. Thank At you, Copland. Wes. Copland, that was uh, the Sylvester Sly, right? Stallone movie, right? Yeah, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. All right, Philip. Before we talk about movies this week, because I do want to hear about the Boogeyman, yeah. let's talk about uh, Paul Simon. Yeah, Paul Simon. I thought your first of all, your write-up. I don't know if his his uh, album's any good, but your write-up was so entertaining. I don't even know if I want to listen to it now. No, it's... It was such a good deep dive. And I've been a Paul Simon fan since I was a little kid. Good. I've always appreciated his music. He's an interesting cat, um, and he and his much younger, talented wife have made it work over the years. And uh, I'm excited to check out Seven Psalms on a long drive here soon. But uh, I thought your deep dive into it was really good. Oh, thanks. It, it doesn't take that long. It's over in, it's over in half an hour. It's like, uh, you know, it really is like a suite of songs that just go kind of... And I think it's probably better if it, you listen to it. It took me half it. an hour to read your column. Well, there you go. Yeah, well, we want that. <laughs> yeah, stickiness, that. yeah. <laughs> 22 minutes, that's what we want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a half hour, like a, like a sitcom. But, yeah, it's... Uh, it, you know, it's, it's sad in that it's it's a real uh, elegiac piece. I mean, it's like the last, you know, it's like, okay, I English, know this is going to be the last album I put out. I hope it's not, but that's what it feels elegiac. like. It's sort of like the David Bowie thing, you know, when he put out the album like the day Lazarus. Before. Yeah, exactly. And it's just Black Star, actually. But, uh, oh, yeah. Lazarus yeah. was the single album. Yeah, exactly. But it, it feels like that. It is, and it's completely different. You know, you would... It's not a rock and roll album. It's not a pop album. It's it's something that's really different, and it's basically him and his guitars and a couple other sounds that he imports and stuff like that. And yeah, it's sort of effective. I mean, it's it's like this whole entertainment report's been like you know, all about eighty year olds, you know. <laughs> and I guess that eighty is a new fifty or well, something. Well, we're living longer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and eighty doesn't uh, seem that he, far away to me. You know, 
Maybe he and Edie can pop a kid out here soon. <laughs> He wants to get in the mix, but overall, good, good, uh, good album. And you, you talked about, you know, how albums, the importance of albums, has sort of sure uh, gone by the wayside over the years. But he's a guy that's put out some phenomenal ones. I mean, Graceland's still in probably my top. It's for sure my top ten all-time albums. I love. Yeah. it. start to finish, I'll listen to it. Uh, do you know Hearts and Bones that that came out like in '81 and it's his bomb? I mean, it just flopped, and it's one of the greatest albums. Ever. It's got one of the greatest love songs, uh, the title track, Hearts and Bones, which is about his you know, on and off romance marriage with Carrie Fisher. And it's just really, uh-huh. really honest and tough. And I mean, the man's, I mean, you hear all these stories about him that make him out to not be such a nice person. They're probably true. You know, I mean, I have no reason yeah. to doubt that. But God, if you're going to have somebody write a song about you, you know, it's like Paul Simon right. would be the one. I mean, he's just. You know, if he would have called the song I Got It On with Princess Leia, he probably would have sold a lot more copies. <laughs> well, that was back in the day when he was getting old, and he could hardly play guitar anymore. I don't know what happened to him. I mean, like, 40 years later, he can play guitar fine, you know, but uh, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. You know, so it's him and Dylan and Springsteen, all these guys. I mean, we're listening to 75, 80-year-old guys put out albums on regular. You know, it's just kind yeah. of kind of. Is Art still releasing music? Who? Art. Art has not released any music Art. for a while, but he had something, uh, maybe five years ago, he had like this little project. Um, he's an interesting cat, too. And I mean, I kind of like some of his solo work, you know. I mean, hmm. but I, I don't like know. It's sort like, of like, uh, it, it would be hard to go through life being Art Garfunkel. I prefer John Oates' solo work. Yeah. It's really good. Well, he was good in his own right. It's yeah, he was. He, just, he, just was yeah, he wasn't a songwriter. That was That's one of the main things. Is he didn't write his own material. So. Me neither. Um, how about movies this week? Well, there's uh, one. T- I mean, uh, the Boogeyman two, aside, right? uh, we oh, okay. we've one. got this uh, the Spider-Man movie, the the the, oh, the follow-up, right. the animated one though. This is the first one uh, across the Spider was into the Spider Verse, and this one is across the Spider Verse, and the first one was really good, and I was really skeptical of it because it was what well, was really the first of these multiverse movies we've talked about before like just anything can happen because everything is out there and somebody finds a way to breach um the 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 door between realities and but i watched that first one and it's it's really like uh like my man pierce marchant says in his review it's really like you could watch it with the sound off and be entertained and you could watch it with the picture off and just listen to it and be entertained. Hmm. And you don't really have to understand what's going on. It's just really kind of a cool light show. Uh, there is a plot to it, you know, and there is there are characters. And if you're into the Marvel comic universe and stuff like that, you're going to be rewarded because you know a lot of these backstories. And a, a lot of these characters are going to make sense and a lot of Easter eggs in there for you. The only drawback I have is this is another two-hour and 20-minute movie, and I just don't think you know i'm 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 really up for that in the theater you know i mean i just i it'd have to be something other than spider-man to keep me there for that long (laughs) but it's apparently it's really good and i don't doubt it like i said i really really like the first one and i'm not given to liking these kind of movies so when does the uh michael keaton one come out Oh, the Flash! The Flash. It comes out sometime this summer. It comes out pretty soon, I think. I mean, is it July? I think it comes out in July. 
again, that movie's been okay. in development forever. Yeah, yeah exactly. And and yeah. that's that's the one that was troubled and everything. Everybody was because talking about that. Ezra Miller. <laughs> yeah, Ezra Miller. And now they're saying, yeah, oh, we yeah. want to, you know, we, we definitely want to do another Flash with Ezra Miller. They're, so the early buzz on that is really good. Um, much better than the Indiana Jones movie, actually. So, but uh, okay. And then well, we have um, uh, the Boogeyman, which uh, I haven't seen it, and it was really kind of kind of disappointing because we thought we were going to get to see it, and then they jerked it away from us. You know, they said, "No, we're not going to send screeners after all," which is usually a bad sign. Um, it's got the the if anybody's watching Yellow Jackets, it's got the girl who's playing the young Natalie, which is Juliette Lewis's character in the in the modern day timeline and she's Juliette Lewis back in 1993 I think she's tremendous actress I think she's really good um in fact Yellow Jackets I would just watch a series about them being in high school in the 90s I think that would be the you know spinoff I'd like to see Mm. uh but other than that I don't know anything about it except it's uh adapted from a Stephen King movie of a short story it's a you know another you know quick and dirty you know, horror movie which always they's all they always make money you know you can always get them produced uh it's a good way for if you're a young filmmaker and you want to break into the business make a horror movie you know you can get it on mm. one of these channels out there you know one of these streaming services and stuff like that i don't expect it to be very good <laughs> you know uh okay. even though stephen king's apparently endorsed it he's you know been responsible for some pretty bad movies in the past and That's then there's a third too. Yeah. But he didn't endorse like Shawshank Redemption no, movies he didn't. that were he actually didn't. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some that he <laughs> didn't like. Oh, he didn't really like The Shining. Oh, he didn't yeah, like he The Shining. The Shining he actually, hated The Shining yeah. because they changed it up and all this stuff. And yeah. So, you know. There's one what, more. And that was. One? Oh, Sanctuary? Yeah, Sanctuary was. This sort of interest. This lands interestingly because it was. Uh, I think it was a Sundance movie. And there was a lot of hype about it. And it's just basically. I mean, there's more than two characters, but most of it takes place in a hotel room over the course of one evening. And it's uh, Margaret Qualley, who is uh, Andy McDowell's daughter, and Christopher Abbott, who's a really good actor. Um, and there, and he's like this uh, heir to this hotel fortune, and she's his hired dominatrix. And it's basically about him trying to end the relationship, the professional <laughs> relationship, and she doesn't want to. And... Like a year ago, when everybody was talking about this, it was like, oh, this is going to be really mind. good. And now it finally hits theaters, and it's sort of like, eh, yeah, better luck next time. So <laughs> Margaret Qualley um, is the uh, girl that was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yes. that Brad Pitt picked up. That's right. She girl. was, yeah, yeah, she was part of the Manson oh. family. Uh, and She's God, the daughter some, of someone famous. Yeah, Andy McGill. Andy McGill. And, and, oh, that's and, right. And, and there's, she's got another credit that's pretty interesting. I think it's a TV. I think it's a Netflix thing. I haven't seen. I think she's in a Netflix series. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. But but you know she's she's coming up, and he's and Christopher Abbott's really good. He's been in. Oh, he was in the Catch Twenty Two, the Hulu thing, and he's been in a couple of independent movies um, that got really good reviews. So it was looked at as one of those things that might be an Academy Award. But I think everybody's going to forget about it after this week. So. All right, uh, real quick before we hit the uh, birthdays, I want to ask you, you, you wrote a, a column about 21 Grams, which is a very good film. Yeah. Why, why are we bringing that up? What's the what's the impetus? Well, mainly because I'm going back and looking at, uh, 
it's a movie that stuck with me. And uh, like I said, I, I remember it really well. And it comes up at this 20th anniversary. And I'm like going, you know, oh, I really thought gosh. that would be, you know, kind of. But people don't think of it the same way they think of, of, of Memento, for instance. It's the same sort of film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just sort of seems to got kind of lost. And I don't know why, because like I said, I really, I really like, I think it's one of Sean Penn's best performances. But if you, if you Google Sean Penn's best movies, you're no, no one's going to bring it up. Uh, it's not going to be it, yeah, Son of Sam, which uh, I think he was horrible in, which came out like a few months later, will be in that top ten. But it, this won't. Uh, Naomi Watts, who is in Mulholland Drive, which is another movie that I think this is kind of in the same league with because it's sort of the same puzzle box thing, is in it. Uh, and it's in Aratu's, well, it's not his coming out party because he did a movie called uh, um Amoris Peros, uh, which was the big deal. But, you know, now he's become this huge director and very divisive. People either love or hate his movies. And this is one of the early ones that uh, I think is really good. I mean, and it just didn't. It just didn't do anything. I mean, people don't remember yeah, it. I, I thought it was really good, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And it's like, and, I, you know, I just sort of like, sometimes you just start trying to write a column and i actually started writing it about karen's sweatshirt because she does have this 20 year old sweatshirt that you know she wears all the time and i'm like going <laughs> you know mine wore she out walked, she wore it know. to the premiere yeah the well she got it at uh it wasn't a premiere it was a, it was a press and industry screening in toronto and i just remember when we got there they handed us this goodie bag full of stuff which you know most of the time you throw that stuff away or give it away or whatever, but I kept my sweatshirt and she kept hers and hers is still going strong. Yeah. So we got to do birthdays real quick um, because we're giving away hog pen tickets for right. the winner. And uh, yeah, so let's do that. We've already got three people on the line. We've got Philip uh, Wes and Christian playing unless Quinn wants to play birthday trivia. Are you feeling like competing? Quinn's not afraid. Quinn will compete. Yeah, my spot. You are competitive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got I'm we got competitor. we got four people then. Let's do it. We got Quinn Grovey. Give me one more, six six one one zero three seven. If you're just tuning in, you can jump on and try to win our uh, ticket giveaway here. And let's roll. Uh, Christian's going to get. one. He's answering the one right hey, now. Quinn, how are so you? it's like a bonus uh, for some caller out there. We had our three lined up for the last eighteen, nineteen minutes, to yeah. hoping to win, and Jordan gets in here just at the uh, buzzer. In. Just jumps in, yeah. Okay, we'll put Jordan with Quinn, and who else we got here? Let me see. Jordan, I'm gonna put over here. Uh, TK, you're with Philip. Shelley, you're with Wes, and Chris, you're with Christian. That makes the most sense, anyway. All right, let's go. It's now time for birthday trivia in the zone. Brought to you by Elia's Mexican Grill, award-winning Mexican food made fresh daily. Take care of the missus in your life with a personalized tumbler from her boutique. Take exit 108 to Elia's in Moralton. Right, this guy is an actor and comedian. He's got to start on Saturday Night Live. Eddie like Murphy. So many Murphy. Do. You may have seen him on Wayne's World. Dana, Dana Carter. Dana- who got that? Mike Myers. Wes, by a nose? I got it. I, Wes, yeah, give me a point. Give me I on think the Phil board. got it. Yeah. Because right, I, I don't like to be Carby shut out. <laughs> no, no one likes that. How old is Dana Carvey? 67. Uh, no. Wes. 68. Uh, he's 68. Bingo, bango. Very good. All right, next up, this guy uh, played on Leave It to Beaver as Beaver. 
Jerry Mathers. Boom! Quinn Grovey got you first right there. Okay. You guys are uh, losing to the uh, delay. I can't hear Quinn. The delay (laughs) benefited. Um, How old is Jerry Mathers today, Wes, as the Beaver? 77. No. Uh, Philip? 71. Quinn, how old is the Beaver? 69. No, sir. (laughs) Nice. 74. He's 75. Christian's on the board. Uh, this guy played Mr. Spock. He was not the most famous not guy. Zachary Quinto. Spock. Zachary Quinto. That, Quinto. That's it. Okay, I'm going to give Philip the uh, the nod there. Um, how old is uh, Quinto, Zachary Quinto, Philip Martin? 49. No. Quinn? 43. No. Christian? Ooh. 38. Nope. Wes. 39. Uh, he's 46. No point. Um, this guy is a uh, comedian and actor. He was on uh, hosted Whose Line Is It Anyways? Drew Carey. Wayne, Wayne Brady. Quinn Groves oh, put it right wow. in the face. How old's Wayne Brady today? Host of the Wayne Brady Show. Who saw that coming? How do you think Wayne is today? 53. Uh, Christian. Wayne Brady. He is, I always loved his Chappelle show skit, but he is 54. No. Wes. 52. No. Philip. 57. 51. Wes by a nose. Uh, this guy is a former SEC offensive lineman. Played professionally for the Giants, the Seahawks, the Eagles, the Bengals. His brother also played in the SEC. Stacy Andrews. He attended... Ole Miss University. That is Stacy Andrews, West. Very yeah, good. Good job. Um, let's see here. One, two, three, four, five. Christian, Stacy Andrews is how old? Stacy Andrews. 36. No, he's not, Wes. 20, 20, 40. 40 Look out. Yeah, 44. Nah. Philip? 43. Nope. Quinn? 40. 42. Dang Philip. All right, uh, <laughs> last but not least, this guy is a former professional golfer. He was stricken with, uh, I don't even want to pronounce Casey that. Martin. Clipple, Casey Martin, Philip, very good. He's now the head coach at Oregon. On mm-hmm. a, uh, We talked about him a little bit this week, I think. Um, he had a golfer. He was the one that had the golfer who stepped on a tee this week Ooh, and yeah. impaled his foot, and he had to pull out of the tournament. It's a oh, horrible wow. break. Anyway. Um, Casey Martin is how old today, Mr. Moore? Bingo Bango gets you a win, by the way. The Big Five O. Bingo Bango. The Big Five O. No, uh, Philip. Sixty-three. No. <laughs> Quinn. Uh, Forty-nine. Nope. Uh, Christian. I don't know who this is. Fifty-five. Well. 51, West Point, West Wind. Oh, wow, is he that And that, that means young? Shelley yeah. is taking home the tickets for the Hogpen. So just get me her name and her phone number, and I will send them to her today.